Hey everybody, this is Keith Loy. I'm the founding senior pastor of Celebrate Church in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and this is our podcast. I just want to say thank you for joining us, and it is my prayer that this week's message will truly encourage you. Enjoy. Genesis 32, we'll be looking out of the New Living Translation if you're using your Bible app. You know, the days between Christmas and New Year's are days when a lot of people set goals for themselves. One gal said that her goal this year was that she wanted to help all of her close friends around her gain 15 pounds because that would make her look skinnier when she was with them. <laughs> That's a good goal. Uh, one guy said he wasn't sure about his goals yet for this year because his wife hadn't told him what they were yet. So he's still waiting. Some people, they like a motivational quote or a motivational saying for the year. And maybe you've seen them where they take a word like courage and then there's a thing beneath it and there's a picture. Any of you see those? They're called accessory posters. And maybe if you're a single man, here's an example of one you might have for this year. Here it is. The word is persistence. It's over, man. Let her go. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's your word for this year. Well, our word is breakthrough. Say it again. Breakthrough. Seeing a movement of God that is one you can't explain. Seeing miracles happen over and over again. Seeing things take place in your life that are beyond what you can even imagine. Let me ask again, how many of you want that in an area of your life this coming year? Let me see. Okay. Here's the reality, though. For a lot of people, it won't be a breakthrough in the new year. It'll just be another year, which was a repeat of the year before and a repeat of the year before and a repeat of the year before. So the question is, how do you prepare for a breakthrough year? Well, we're going to look at a story in the Old Testament and a man by the name of Jacob. And in that, we're going to learn how to prepare. But to underline it, there's a principle that underlines it that we have to understand. It's a principle, if you want a breakthrough, it's a principle that will be underlining everything we talk about. Here's the principle. Repeat after me. How you leave is how you enter. Say it again. How you leave is how you enter. How you leave is how you enter. How you leave is how you enter. Now, what do you mean by that? Well, let's use an example. If you leave the worship center and you have curly hair and you go into the welcome center, you're going to have curly hair because how you leave is how you enter. If you're six foot two and you leave the worship center, you're not going to join in, go in the welcome center and be four foot seven. You'll be six foot two because how you leave is what? I enter. You think, well, that's pretty stupid. No, carry it on. If you leave this room angry, you'll enter that room angry. How you leave a relationship is how you enter a relationship. That's why I always tell people if you're not married, but you're thinking about someone that you might consider marrying, always check out two things about that person. Always check out two things about that person. Their relationship with their heavenly father and their relationship with their earthly father. If either of those are skewed, how they leave that is how they'll enter the relationship with you. That's why I'm such a blessed man because my wife has always loved Jesus with all of her heart and she loved her dad with all of her heart and I get the blessing of it. We always tell people if you get divorced, man, do not date, do not date, do not date. Minimum one year. Go to a divorce care. Because if you go into a relationship, how you left the previous relationship is how you're going to enter the next relationship. It happens over and over. How you leave is what? How you leave 2019 is how you'll enter 2020. That's why it does no good to make New Year's resolutions. They won't change anything. Because how you leave is how you enter. So let's look at the story of Jacob, and let me set a little bit of background for those who don't know much about him. This story actually starts in Genesis 25, and if you want to read some great stories, man, I encourage you to read it. Here's a couple facts about Jacob that will help you kind of bring you up to speed on the story. Jacob's dad 
was Isaac, but his grandfather was Abraham. So Abraham, grandfather, his father is Isaac. His brother, Esau, and his uncle, Laban. Those are the main characters in the story. Now, Esau and Jacob were actually twins. Esau was just a couple minutes older. And you'll read in the story, if you go back to Genesis 25, that how they differentiated who is who is one had hair and the other one didn't. That's how you do it. It was interesting. When I was in seminary, there were twin brothers, and I could never remember who was who. It was Howard and Harry. I, I could never remember who was who until a guy told me. So it's real simple, Read, Howard is Harry and Harry is not. <laughs> oh, okay. Then I got it. So Esau is Harry, Jacob is not. Okay, that's how they told the difference between the two. So here's the story. Isaac, the dad, is getting ready to pass away. He now is going to give a blessing to his children. In Old Testament time, this was a huge deal. It wasn't just about inheritance. It was about legacy. It was about transference of authority. And it always went to the oldest. Who's the oldest, Esau or Jacob? Esau is the oldest by a few minutes. Problem, Jacob wanted it. He wanted the blessing. And so he conspired with his mom to deceive his dad and trick his dad into getting the blessing. And he succeeded. See, Jacob's name means deceiver. It means deceiver. He was a manipulator, a, a shyster, trickster. That's who he was. And he would always manipulate people and things to his advantage. So he gets the blessing, but immediately he has to run for his life because Esau wants to kill him. And he runs to another land to his uncle Laban. And if you thought, if you thought Jacob was a deceiver, holy cow, he met his match in his uncle and if you read it, it's hilarious. I mean, it's, it's crazy. For 20 years, they go back and forth deceiving each other, back and forth, until after 20 years, Jacob now runs and leaves, literally, with his wives, his sons, and all of his flocks, without telling Laban, gets away from there. Gang, this is better than the Housewives of Beverly Hills. It really is. I mean, reality TV, it's great. But now it's 20 years later, and Esau and Jacob are going to reunite. Jacob goes back to meet his brother. But there's an issue. He knows what he did, and he knows that Esau wanted to kill him. In fact, the night before they're going to meet, he hears that his brother Esau's coming with 400 men, a small army. Jacob needs a breakthrough. One night's going to change Jacob, for, Jacob forever. One night will change his legacy forever. See, how you leave is how you what? Enter. If something has to change, then someone has to change, and that someone is Jacob. Now, the key to understanding what's going to happen in these next three things we're going to talk about is a key that you're not going to like. I don't like it. <laughs> Jacob doesn't like it. But it's a key you have to understand if you want a breakthrough in an area of your life. You're ready for the key? You're not going to like it, but here it is. If you want a breakthrough, God will need to break you. If you want to break through, God will need to what? Break you. Let's learn from the story. Here we are. Genesis 32. I'm going to start in verse 22. During the night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two servant wives, his 11 sons, and crossed the Jabbok River with them. After taking them to the other side, he sent over all his possessions. This left Jacob all alone in the camp. And a man came and wrestled with him until the dawn began to break. When the man saw that he would not win the match, he touched Jacob's hip and wrenched it out of its socket. 
Then the man said, let me go for the dawn is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. What's your name? The man asked. He replied, Jacob. Your name will no longer be Jacob, the man told him. From now on, you will be called Israel because you have fought with God and with men and have won. Please tell me your name, Jacob said. Why do you want to know my name? The man replied. Then he blessed Jacob there. Jacob named the place Peniel, which means face of God, for he said, I have seen God face to face, yet my life was being, has been spared. The sun was rising as Jacob left Peniel, and he was walking with a limp because of the injury to his hip. How you leave 2019 is how you're going to enter 2020. If something's going to change, then someone has to change, and that someone is you. That someone is me. If you want a breakthrough, God will need to what? Absolutely. Here's the three steps that we're going to learn from Jacob to have a breakthrough. And God wants to give you a breakthrough in your life. He wants to pour out blessings. Here are the three keys to prepare yourself. Number one, time alone with God. What is it? Here's what it says. He says, after taking them to the other side, Jacob sent over all of his possessions and this left Jacob all alone in the camp. What's the source of your breakthrough? I can answer that. Whatever area of life you want to break through, I can tell you what the source is. It's whoever or whatever you spend time with. That's what you think is your source of breakthrough. So, for example, if I just kind of watched over you the past weeks or the past month and maybe take out the holidays, but in a normal situation... Would I find that maybe you think your source of breakthrough is Facebook, because that's where you spend a lot of your time, or social media? Would it be Netflix? Would it be your favorite football team? Because whoever or whatever you spend time with is what you consider to be your source of breakthrough. See, if you want just a better year, then just read self-help books. <laughs> That'll help you. But if you want a breakthrough year, it's going to be with time alone with God, reading his word and spending time in prayer. I, I heard a speaker say this one time. He says, if you want to grow, he says, when you get together with your mentor, you need to get naked. I went, whoa, that's an interesting thought. <laughs> nothing hidden. Nothing hidden at all. Prayer is getting naked with God. Pastor Keith has said this before, that there's three things that never lie. Three things never lie. Drunk people, small children, and yoga pants. <laughs> never lie. <laughs> What's worse than yoga pants? Naked. There ain't nothing you can hide. You were born to be naked with God. In the garden, he created to be born naked in relationship with him. Nothing hidden. Interesting. First thing when sin happened, what did Adam and Eve do? They hide. They covered themselves over and over again. See, Jacob was a blessed man, but he was also a messed up man. And he was hiding it. Question? What are you covering up? Is there something that you and I are hiding in our life at all? See, God wants to help you, but you have to be willing to spend time with him so he can reveal it. See, we, we like to use this phrase in parenting and in marriage. Well, it's, we don't have a lot of quantity time, but it's quality time we have. Quality time. Can I tell you something? That is garbage. It's both. If you want a relationship, it's quantity time and quality, but even more than that, it's consistency of time. There used to be a time in my life where I would sleep to the last minute. Man, because I'd been up doing things, sleep to the last minute, and then I would just be up and go, and I would do my 
devotions on the run. I would say a quick prayer while I eat or pray in the car, which obviously a person should do when you're driving by Louise and 41st Street. You should always pray, okay? But I would do that, and I would consider that my devotional time. And boy, you know what? I got really convicted by someone and said, Reed, you will never grow if you don't spend time alone with God. And you know, I took that to heart, and I had to develop a discipline in my life that I still don't like. Every morning, I set my alarm for a time I don't want to get up. I don't like this at all, but I set it, and I get up, and the very first thing I do is I grab my Bible, grab my prayer journal, and I spend time alone with God. Why? I know that is the key to anything that I have in a breakthrough in my life. There's, there's a quote from Mark Batterson. He is a pastor and author. You'll see it on the screen. I want us to read this out loud together. Would you read this with me? Here we go. Prayers are the best predictors of your spiritual future. Who you become is determined by how you pray. Ultimately, the transcript of your prayers become the script of your life. Who you become is determined by how you pray. That's very true, friends. See, when God is trying to address our character, he's going to allow things in our life. He's going to allow defeat. He's going to allow failure. He's going to allow loneliness. It says Jacob was alone. He had taken all of his people, his wives, his family, put them ahead, and all of his possessions. Everything that hold most people, he put them ahead. He was alone with God. Nothing to hide. It's interesting to me of all the great people in the Bible that I see that God used in great ways, had great breakthroughs. You know what's common among them? They all spent a lot of time alone with God in prison, in the wilderness, in exile. See, it's in those alone times with God that we now see what he sees. Someone said it this way. Prayer is the difference between seeing with our physical eyes and seeing with our spiritual eyes, seeing things the way God wants us to see them. See, especially if you're a man, but as human nature, we want to fix stuff. And one of the things we want to try to fix is ourselves. We can't fix ourselves. Jacob could not fix his relationship with Esau. He needed a breakthrough. That's what he needed. His breakthrough started with his being alone with God. Your breakthrough for 2020 will start not with you spending more time with other people or spending time, more time listening to podcasts of other pastors. It'll be spending time alone with God. That's where your breakthrough starts. And can I just say this way real quick? I love you. But if your time alone with God is here in this service, you'll never have a breakthrough. Never. It's you alone. I encourage you, develop that this year. It's the first step in the preparation for a breakthrough. How many of you want a breakthrough? How many want it? Okay. If you want a breakthrough, God's going to have to what? Break you. And it starts with time alone. Here's the second thing we learn. It starts with prayer, but the second thing is now wrestling with God. Here's how he says it. And a man came and wrestled with him until the dawn began. When the man saw that he would not win the match, he touched Jacob's hip and wrenched it out of its socket. Then the man said, let me go for the dawn is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me, until you bless me. Man, Jacob just doesn't have some alone time with God. He has a full out cage ultimate fighting match with God. This isn't a three minute round. This is an all night round. He goes after it with God. Why does God wrestle with Jacob physically like that? Why would God do that? Well, I think there's an answer that Jesus talks about when he talks about something in Mark 2. Here's how Jesus says it. No one pours new wine into old wineskins. If he does, 
the wine just bursts the skins, and both the wine and the wineskins will be ruined. No, he pours new wine into new wineskins. What does he mean? If you want more blessing in your life, if you want to break through, God cannot pour more blessing into old character. God has to wrestle with you and I in the character of our life. When we wrestle with God, alone time with God, he will reveal the reality of our character. Paul says it this way in 1 Corinthians. He says, anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials, gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, or straw. But on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. Fire will show if a person's work has any value. Time and adversity will always reveal our character. Here's how I picture it. Let's say that this is a 55-gallon barrel. That represents you and I. And we say, God, for 2020, I want you to pour out your spirit. I want a breakthrough. I want it that it just overflows. Man, it just overflows more than I could possibly. He, what are you talking about? I'll, I'll pour it out more than you can imagine, he says. But let's say that in our life we have a character flaw here. And we have a hole in our character here. We have a hole in our character here. And we have a hole in our character here. Give it enough time, give it enough time, how much blessing, how much water will be in the barrel if you give it enough time eventually? Will it be here? Here? It'll be here. See, the reality is this. The lowest level of compromise in our life is equal to the highest level of our character. God can't pour blessings into you and I if we have holes in our character, because our character can't hold it. That's why new wine has to have new wineskin. Jacob had holes in his character that God had to wrestle with him about. One of his holes, he was a runner. <laughs> Jacob was a runner. Whenever things got tough, he ran. When he stole the father's blessing, what did he do? He ran. Ran to his uncle Laban. When he got, things got tough with him and uncle Laban, what did he do? He ran. And God had to break him of being a runner. Let me ask you, are you a runner? I was. I ran a lot. And God had to do with it. What, what is it that maybe that you run to instead of running to God? Do you run to fear? Do you run to performance? Do you run to relationship? Maybe you run to an addiction. What do you run from? Do you run from hurt in your life? Failure, maybe even a call that God has on your life to go into ministry that you've been running from? What is it that you might be running from? See, you and I are going to have to wrestle with God in those areas of our life. Is there an area of your life that God has to wrestle with you on? Is it porn? And you maybe have looked at something over the last weeks that you know is not holy. You know it. Maybe God has to wrestle with you because one of your holes is that you love to be a victim and you carry that with you. Maybe it's the aspect of determining that you trust other relationships, whatever the case may be. What is it that God has to wrestle with you on? Can I say it this way? Man, God and I have had some wrestling matches. They are not fun. It's interesting, a few years back, I prayed to God and I said, God, would you, would you reveal anything in my life? Would you reveal it to me? Show me anything that that, would, that are things I don't see about myself. Would you show it to me? How many of you have ever prayed a prayer and then maybe wish you hadn't prayed it? 
It was interesting, about two weeks later, one o'clock in the morning, I just woke up wide awake, and that is not me. And I was just super wide awake, and I just sensed God saying, let's talk. And so I got up, went downstairs, and just super clearly, he said, grab your laptop, and that is not a normal thing. He says, grab your laptop. Reed, you asked me to show you things. I'm going to show you things. You write it down. For over the next two hours, God just showed me things. He said, remember the situation over here, Reed? That was not about the situation. That was about you. You were trying to control it because you have a controlling spirit on you in different things. Read the situation over here. That was not about the situation. That was about you because you're holding on. To, and he revealed things over the next two hours. That is not fun wrestling for two hours. At the end of it, listed a number of things. God said, so what are you going to do with it? I said, I repent. I repent. I'm sorry. He said, okay, I forgive you. But now send this list to your family and ask them for forgiveness. Oh, man. To get naked with God is one thing. To get naked with your family, those close to you, that is not fun. But when God wrestles with you, he's going to work with you on any area and character of your life. See, the reality is this. The road to blessing always will go through brokenness. Always. Brokenness is when God strips us of our self-sufficiency. Brokenness is when we can't make it our own. It's when all we have is not enough. It's when God shows up and shows us our character and flaws in it. It's when we can't fix ourselves anymore. It's really when we know that God is everything and anything that I need. Here's a crazy thing. God loves brokenness. <laughs> I had someone last week after the service ask me a question. They said, what do you do with all your brokenness? I'm so broken. What do I do with all of it? I said, great question. I said, here's can I encourage you. God's a great artist. Give it to him and let him make a masterpiece. I don't know if you have any seen called mosaics, maybe stained glass or other forms of it. There's a couple illustrations on the screen. These are all broken pieces of glass, all broken that in and of themselves individually are worthless. But yet the artist takes them and makes them into a credible painting or credible, I should say, a piece of art that is super valuable. Do you realize that's what God wants to do with you and I? He wants to take our brokenness and he wants to make it into a great piece of art for him. It's a breakthrough. It's a cause in the, one of the keys to our breakthrough. So the first key in the step of it, preparing for it, is time alone with God. The second one is wrestling with God. Now, how many of you still want a breakthrough? Sure? Okay, here's the third thing then. You need a new name from God. What do you need? A new what? You need a new name from God. Here's what it says. It says, what's your name, the man asked. And of course, this man is God. He replied, Jacob, your name will no longer be Jacob, the man told him. From now on, you will be called Israel because you have fought with God and men and you have won. Here's what's crazy. Names have to do a lot with identity and character. In fact, in the Old Testament and throughout the Bible, you'll see that when Jesus needed to do something with somebody, he often changed their name. So, for example, Saul, he had to change it to who? Paul. Abram had to change it to Abraham. Simon had to be changed to Peter. Jacob has to be changed as well. Think about this. God, they're wrestling, and this is full-out wrestling, and God says, oh, uh, what's your name again? Like, why does God do that? I mean, did God get hit on the head and forgot or something? No. He obviously knew who Jacob was, but he needed Jacob to look hard at his own character and Jacob, who are you really? See, we have names that have been given to us in the past, maybe by people, 
maybe by experiences, and it's names that you've held on to. And you still look at your identity. Man, I'm so stupid. I can't believe I'm so stupid. And you've taken that name and you hold on to it. Man, I'm alone. Nobody wants me. Man, I'm just a failure in areas of my life. Man, what, is the, what are the names that people have said about you or that you've said that you've held on to all these years? Can I tell you this? Part of this is what God really had to deal with me because there were names that I'd held on to. One of the names I held on to was fatherless because my dad had left the family and I was abandoned by him. And God had to wrestle with me on it and say, no, no, that is not who you are because of what I'd done for you. You're God's child. You have to take a new name, Reed. One of the names is I was always discontent. I was never content. I was always searching for stuff. God said, man, I'm not going to allow you to carry that name. I can't bless you if you keep holding on to that name. I have to give you a new name, Reed. That name is Satisfied. What name do you need to have changed for you for God to do a breakthrough in your life? Maybe for you, you've used the word exhausted. And God says, no, you're not. Through me, you're strong. You've been said, I've been unwanted. No, God says, you're wonderfully made. Maybe you said, I've been a sinner. You were, but because Jesus Christ, you're a saint. I was divorced. That's a name you've carried. No, you're chosen. May you say, I was sick. No, your new name is healed. Failure, nope, your name is victorious. See, how you leave is how you what? Enter. And if you leave with your old name, you can't enter into a breakthrough. You have to leave with a new name in order for God to give you the breakthrough. From Jacob to Israel. And if you want to see the end of the story, read it. It's a great one. The two brothers get restored together as restoration. And it changes not only Jacob's life, but changes the lineage of his family forever, which leads down to King David, which leads to the birth of Jesus. See, if you're willing to let God break you, hang on. There is a breakthrough coming. Unbelievable in every area of your life. I've seen it in my life. I've seen it in other people's lives. But you have to, first of all, spend time alone with God. You have to be willing to let God wrestle with you and then to give you a new name. That's why we always tell people here, our vision for Celebrate is very simple. It's two words, meet Jesus. That's our vision. We want people to meet Jesus because if you meet Jesus, how many agree? You'll be changed. He will change you into a new person. Let me give you one last thought. When you wrestle with God, though, you'll have a new name. <laughs> you'll also have some scars. And if you have some scars in areas of your life, from maybe physical things, it's part of life. If you ever saw the movie Wonder, any of you saw the movie Wonder? The little boy that had facial deformities, his name was August Pullman. In the movie, he's 10 years old, and his, his mom is played by Julia Roberts, and she makes this statement to him. She says, we all have marks on our face, August. But she points to her heart and says, this is the map that shows us where we're going. This is the map to show us where we've been. This doesn't have to keep us from this. See, it doesn't matter what 2019's been for you. It really doesn't. 2020 can be a breakthrough year for you. God wants it to be a breakthrough year for you in every area. But in order to have a breakthrough, God's going to have to break you. He's going to have to. Let me tell you two things I observe. How do you know if somebody's wrestled with God? How do you know that they've wrestled with God and they have a new name? How do you know it? There's two things. Number one, they walk with a limp. It says Jacob left and he walked with a limp from that point on. He wrestled with God. When you wrestle with God, 
you will walk with a limp. I heard someone say this one time, never follow somebody who doesn't walk with a limp. That's good advice. That's really good advice. One of the reasons I love Pastor Keith and I'm willing to follow, he walks with a limp. He has spent time alone with God. He has wrestled with God and God has given him a new name. One of the reasons I love Pastor Tom, he walks with a limp. He has spent time alone with God. He has wrestled with God. Am I right? More than once. Even call to come. I mean, that's a wrestle. But because of that, I'm willing to follow. I love Chris. Chris walks with a limp. Can I tell you? <laughs> I walk with more than one limp. I walk with a limp in my marriage. Because I always say this. Cindy's first husband was a jerk. He was self-consumed. He was an idiot, self-absorbed. I can say that I'm her first husband. <laughs> and God had to wrestle me hard and he had to break me, break me. I walk with a limp in my marriage, but can I tell you, I'm so grateful because every time I limp, it reminds me of the blessing that God has, a breakthrough that's not only in our marriage, but now to our children and to our grandchildren and to our great-grandchildren because your breakthrough will outlive you. They walk with a limp. Second thing, it's how they pray. You know a person's wrestled with God by how they pray. See, most people pray, God, would you give me, give me, give me, give me? No, a person who wrestles with God says no. In fact, there's a prayer that we pray at the end of every Celebrate Life journey. You'll see it on the screen. And this is the prayer of someone who's wrestled with God and is broken. To my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I say, however, whenever, wherever, whatever you ask me to do, my answer in advance is yes. That's the prayer of someone who's wrestled with God. No more bargains, God. No more bartering system here. I'm broken. Whatever you want. Wherever you lead, whatever the cost, I'm ready. Anytime, anyway, anywhere. No, well, if this place, no, whatever. The answer is yes. God says, well, read, how about yes? Well, what about yes? I want to be used by you in such a way that on that final day, I'll hear you say, well done, thou good and faithful one. Come on in and let the eternal party begin. When you walk with a limp and you can pray that prayer, <laughs> hang on for the ride of your life. You're going to see things you can't even believe. You're going to see miracles happen you couldn't even dream of. Things that you can't, you can't explain because it's a breakthrough by only God. Only God could do it. You'll see it in your marriage. You'll see it in your family. You'll see it in every area of your life. I've seen it. What would happen if you and I did that? What kind of breakthrough would God want to do? What would happen if we collectively do? Let me ask you again. How many say you want a breakthrough in your life? You really want a breakthrough. Okay. What would happen if collectively, collectively, we said, God, wrestle with us? Wherever, whenever. What would God do? Could God do a breakthrough not only in our church, but in our city? Could God do a breakthrough in our nation? I believe he could. I believe he wants to. That's the key. Do you want a breakthrough? If you want a breakthrough, God's going to have to break you. But it's worth it. So here's where I want to end. I don't want to make this awkward. I don't want to make this uncomfortable at all. And, not, and you do not have to stand. But I'm just saying this. If you say in the depth of your heart, God, I really do want a breakthrough in this area or in areas of my, I want a breakthrough. I really do. Then just stand. 
and that might not be you, and I don't, you don't need to stand, but if that is you, and you say, I want a breakthrough in an area of my life, God, please cause a breakthrough to happen in this area of my life, then just stand where you're at. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray that prayer together. Because this is the prayer of someone who says, God, I have it. It's all yours. Let's pray it together. Here we go. To my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I say, however, whenever, wherever, and whatever you ask me to do, my answer in advance is yes. Wherever you lead and whatever the cost, I'm ready. Anytime, any way, anywhere. I want to be used by you in such a way that on that final day, I'll hear you say, well done, thou good and faithful one. Come on in and let the eternal party begin. Father God, we don't want 2020 to be a better year. We want it to be a breakthrough year. God, but we know how we leave is how we enter. So something's going to change, God. Someone has to change, and that starts with us. So God, maybe the starting point for you as an individual is time alone with God every day, every day, every day. Maybe it's letting God wrestle with you in areas of your life. Maybe it's being willing to look at old names you've had and let God give you a new name. And God, thank you for the promise that when we do that, you said, test us, test us. You'll pour out a breakthrough to us that we can't even explain. God, that's what we want. But in order to have the breakthrough, God, we know that you have to break us. We're willing. And we say thank you in advance for what's going to happen. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past messages. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps so much. You know, you can click the share button, take a screenshot and share it on your social stories and tag us at Celebrate Church. For more content from Celebrate and to connect with us, go to celebrate.church. We love you and we believe in you. God bless. God bless.